Guten Tag and bienvenidos, frauleins and muchachos. You are listening to Uber Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. Today's topics are snacks where portion control need not apply, those delightful finger-licking goodies that you could munch on from the early morning to the wee hours. I'm your host, Nathan Hennenfent, and joining me is the hottest snack this side of the Southport Corridor in Chicago, Mitch Brinkman, and the Berwyn, Illinois thirst trap, Brian Ernst. Welcome, gentlemen. Yo, what's up, <laughs> wow. dude? Hi. My confidence is God. sky high right now. Your spine is so straight today, Nathan. My <laughs> lord, your haunches look ample. That's fantastic. <laughs> kind of you to notice. Thank you. All right, for, You're for welcome, those of you. <laughs> you know what? I, I just got to say, I'm already having a ball. And that's why when I'm having a ball, I reach for Wilson tennis balls. Uh, the best uh, vibrancy on the court. Wilson. You can continue, Nathan. For a real smashing good time. Thank you. For those of you who haven't played the game before, here's a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But... If both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber Stereo. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Staredown is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. As host, I'm entitled to institute a house rule, so contestants are welcome to pair their delicacies with a fine vintage TV show or movie for me to watch while eating it, and bonus points may or may not be awarded accordingly. I'll see how it goes. Don't, for stick, don't forget to stick around to the end where I, Nathan Hennenfent, will reveal my fast five, the top five wild drummer stories of all time right out of the world of rock and roll. Mm. Brian, you won the pre-show beach ball tennis match. So you get to go first. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm so good. I'm so good. I'm so light on my feet in the sand, which just makes me just (laughs) super agile. Uh, and do you, do you even use Wilson tennis balls? The, uh, the it was best? not when I'm playing with a beach balls. ball. No, yeah. I use beach balls because oh, oh, I know oh. how to stay on track. <laughs> okay. Sorry. My number five is a type of food that I sit with and snack on multiple <laughs> holiday occasions. This would be miniature Reese's peanut butter cups. Now, this is a, a, a delectable treat that I like to sit and snack during Halloween. Delectable? During Christmas. Did I just hear delectable yep. as I combined, <laughs> I combined two adjective. words. Okay. And all right. That's how good they are. I they didn't know that was part own... of the show today was making up words. Okay. All right. Have you been on this show before? <laughs> <laughs> Miniature Reese's peanut butter cups are good for Halloween, Christmas, or a Tuesday. These things are delicious because it's like a fun peeling game. You get to open up these little treasures every time. And it's the satisfaction of pistachios without like the sore fingertips and cracked nails that make it like really not worth it. Um, but uh, when you're done with like the whole family size bag, you have this giant like foil ball because you keep collecting them and putting them inside of each other, then rolling them up. And then you get to use this to destroy your enemies because it's functional because you're probably too like, heavy to move after you've eaten this whole bag. So you got this giant ball, not Wilson sponsored that you can whip at the temple of anybody that comes near you to try and take the rest of your snacks. Oh my God. So it's a perfect combination of chocolate and peanut butter 
And guess what? They don't, calories don't count when you're eating those. It's just a fact. So there you go. I actually, uh, these are so delicious that the first time I ever tried to steal anything, it was a mini Reese's peanut butter cup. I was in Hilton Head, South Carolina on vacation with my family when I was five years old and they had some just like sitting loose by the cash register. And I just couldn't help myself and I took one. And then I was like walking with my arms folded, trying to trying to undo the wrapper with one hand and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And my parents were friendly, like, what are you doing? And then I just broke down into tears and I, and I fessed up <laughs> and, uh, and they, they, they made me apologize to the nice grocery store guy. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, they, they drove me to a life of crime. That's how delicious <laughs> these little guys are. I told you, I mean, and they taste different than all the other products. They don't taste like, uh, a Reese's pieces. They don't talk, uh, tastes like an actual real size peanut butter cup. They don't taste like the egg or the Christmas tree. The miniature ones taste different and they're just special. Look at this look of bewilderment on Mr. <laughs> I can't finish a Snickers face over here. <laughs> I just, I just, the, the, um, the lack of attention, detail and quality ingredients that they put into these, into this product, the, uh, the mini Reese's peanut butter cup. Why would this astounding. even be on the table today for the things that we are going to discuss? <laughs> we are talking about the, just the, the, these don't matter. It's about the end product. It's about the taste and the feeling. It's not about what's in them. Well, I know, but, but I'm saying the better ingredients you put in, the better product you, you get at the end. That's what I'm saying. And so my, so my point the was the most highest quality chocolate and the best peanut butter out of the jar that's been stored in George Washington Carver's cabinet since whenever is not going to be as good as the chemicals that are inside a miniature Reese's peanut butter cup that are in my grocery store aisle. There is no way. You know what? All I can say is sorry, not sorry. Um, so I just those are my opinions, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna stick to them. So and take I take your dainty taste buds to your number five and do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I let's, think you little refined. Let's, let's, let's hear. Elevated. Let's hear some. Sorry, what? Let's hear, let's hear some refined <laughs> and elevated remarks about your sure. number five, Mitch. See, this is the thing. You get Brian and I debating. Um, useless food it's gonna be it's gonna be chippy we're gonna cut each other <laughs> off there's gonna be a lot of oh oh wait oh wait what huh, huh? what it's was that blood oh blood fuck bath. you yeah that's what it is uh, <laughs> i will stand behind these chunk of chocolate god damn it um my number five is one of the most addictive little uh crispy baked snacks and that is garden salsa sun chips <laughs> That's right, Sun Chips. Sun Chips made both of your lists. Brian, where did you have uh, Sun Chips ranked? I had Harvest Cheddar Sun Chips at my number four. Oh, God. (laughs) All right, well, Mitch, you have the right to go first. Please defend your uh, number five Garden Salsa Sun Chips. Sure, absolutely. Okay, um... Nathan, what's your least favorite baseball team on the planet? The St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. All right. People who eat Harvest Cheddar Sun Chips also root for the St. Louis Cardinals. That's how far below garden salsa flavor they are. Level one, you have original. <laughs> Level one B is Harvest Cheddar. Okay. Level two is maybe French onion lives there. And then there's chili lime sun chips, which they're like on the fucking mezzanine somewhere. And like, no one's really sure how to get there unless you take like the second weird elevator. But then garden salsa sun chips, 
they rent the penthouse and it's all to themselves. It's on level 20, floors four through 19 are vacant. That's how much better they are than Harvest Cheddar. And let me just tell you, Garden Salsa Sunshits, they bring a little spice. There's tons of flavor in there. And of course, it's like that beautiful, delicious. This is the only time I'm going to say this. Not real tomato flavor. It is engineered in a lab somewhere. And God damn it, do they do a great job. Thank you, Sun Chip Scientists. Now, now it's okay? Now it's okay? Hey, you know what? I can pick and choose where I go. Just like when, no. I'm, when I'm looking for great fishing rounds, I go to Cabela's. Bring the outdoors closer to home. Shut up. <laughs> Garden Salsa Sun Chips are so good that Danny and I, we will go to CVS at 12.30 at night and get a bag and eat them. Yes, Danny, I'm sorry. I'm outing us, but we are Garden Salsa Sun Chip addicted. That's how good they are. Um, I have I have once eaten two bags in a sitting. And also, my favorite thing about Sun Chips is that one time they started making compostable bags made out of corn. Yes, and, it's on my list too. Okay, good. And I'm sure this is where we agree because Sun Chips customers rose up and got loud and they said, this bag is too loud. This is this is ruining my shows. It's ruining my upstairs neighbor's shows. We want the old bag back. And they brought it back. So that is why Garden Salsa Sun Chips are number one. It's the spice. It's the tomato flavor. And it's the color. It's the little red dust that's left behind. Uh, that's a, It's like no other color dust uh, of any snack. There is period done. Well, I'm I'm glad you you gave me the opportunity to uh, share my hatred for the St. Louis Cardinals with the listeners. So that's go. that's going to weigh in your favor. But uh, also you. an encyclopedic knowledge of Sun Chips flavors. I couldn't even have named you one before today. So oh, uh, that was impressive. But Brian, Brian, what is Mitch came I, out and he came after Harvest Cheddar. Yeah, he came after immediately with no prompting from you. Yet here. Here we are with you saying Harvest Cheddar is on your list. What is the deal? What's going on here? As much as Mitch, Mitch frustrates me on everything that he says, what <laughs> frustrates me more is every episode we go through less and less foods Nathan has heard of or eats. Uh, again, I don't know how this man lives. <laughs> we will get to the bottom of it one day. But my anger at not selecting Harvest Cheddar. Harvest Cheddar is the most popular sun chip. It is the most sold bag of sun chip. It is Harvest Cheddar. Right there, the people have spoken. The people who shut down the biodegradable bag because it's been too loud, those are the people who root for Harvest Cheddar. All right? Just sun chips in general need to be in these big bags that you and I are discussing because a fun-sized bag of sun chips... It's like a party just got started. You just yeah. got a little nibble. You just got a taste. You got to get a family size bag. Yeah, and you got to eat that puppy. Okay. Now can, I, can, I went. I went. I went into detail on the finger dust too, but mine's going to be specific to the cheddar finger dust. Sure. Um, their dust to finger ratio is on point. Yes. Like you need at least three full bags to get the same amount of dust on your hand as like a handful of Cheetos puffs. Yeah. The technology here is amazing. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> now, is. That's and now true. I think we could agree. Uh, one thing on Sun Chips we can agree. Only true psychopaths eat original Sun Chips. Yes. Game, recognize game on that one. Absolutely. Okay, keep going. Fa fa fantastic. These are these are my things. One, ch cheddar. It, it just reminds me of our neighbor to the north. We got Wisconsin right there. I'm just a cheddar man. I love cheddar in any form. But the Sun Chip cheddar, harvest cheddar, has been harvested just for me. It's so damn good. Okay. What are you going to come at me with, Mitch? Well, I'm, you give I'm, a thought. Your, your point of this is the highest selling Sun Chip, therefore it's the best. 
I mean, Velveeta sells more Velveeta than, you know, La Fromage says, you know, sells Brie. That does not mean Velveeta is better than Brie. We all know that's not the case. So we're not we're not talking about different types of cheese here. We are talking about one family of chip brand. Okay, they all, all right. they all cost the same. All the flavors yes. do cost the same. We, Vel- we are talking Velveeta about noticeably cheaper than whatever that French word was that I also have never heard of before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair point. Okay, fine. But like, just because, like, just you know, like, let's say Tillamook. Tillamook's highest selling cheese is probably their their uh, their um, extra sharp cheddar. Just because they sell the most sharp cheddar doesn't mean that's the best cheese. Hang on, Mitch. Hold. Nathan, are you on board with Tillamook? Are you familiar with Tillamook? I'm aware that it exists, yes. Okay, good. Okay. Mitch, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. trying to piece together his diet as we go. Go ahead, Mitch. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I mean there's I, I haven't I haven't had enough time to think through all of all of these, and I can't remember off the top of my head the entire selection of Tillamook cheese flavors um, because Thank there's God just so many. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but actually, we don't have enough time. <laughs> as you were talking, though, it, it made me think, and it, it reminded me of Garrett's uh, Chicago mix. Sunship needs to make a harvest cheddar garden salsa mixed bag, cheese and tomato together. That would be an incredible little treat. It could be their tomato and grilled cheese sunship. Thank you very much. Yes, I think I think that would be absolutely phenomenal. Or almost like a queso, you know, cheese and tomato or salsa together. There you go. So I think we've had common ground here, but I think it needs to be two thirds harvest cheddar, one third garden salsa no, for it no, to be no, the no, right no, ratio. No, 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 so, no. See, no. We'll, we'll say. All right, no, I'm, I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. We just okay. we just achieved harmony, and it was actually okay. a brilliant <laughs> idea. Came out of talking about sun chips for ten minutes, and I'm not letting <laughs> us go any further than that because that was beautiful, and I will not have it ruined. Okay. Uh, and uh, Mitch, you you really swayed me with letting me talk about the, the how I hate the Cardinals yep. and uh, your encyclopedic knowledge. And Brian, you also mentioned uh, my high school thrash metal band, Cheddar Dust Finger. So <laughs> I, so I don't know which way to go. So, so you have to quick fire each of you. Pair me sitting on my couch with some sun chips. What am I watching? Oh, you are watching Peep Show season three. You're, you're, it's it's one sitting. You've got three bags, and you're going to finish all of them. You have as many bags in front of you as there are episodes of The Last Dance. Oh, that's that's that is. That is tough, but I associate associate sun chips with childhood, which I associate with the 90s and Michael Jordan. So, Brian, you get three points. Woo! That's how the game is played. And uh, also in your uh, for your uh, number five, Brian, uh, the Reese's peanut butter cups that led me to a life of crime. You're getting three points there, too. Mitch, it's (laughs) on to you for your uh, number number four. Sure. Thank you very much, Nathan, for doing a great job thus far of hosting. I look forward to uh, the rest of your brilliance showing throughout this episode. My keep number four. It, keep it coming. Thank you. <laughs> My number four uh, is it's it's a new favorite, and I discovered it in the past six months. But I am so freaking addicted. I'm hopelessly addicted now that I am overpaying for this product. I would never normally pay seven dollars for a bag of pretzels, but this shit is that good, and that is. Dots original flavored pretzels from Velva, North Dakota. What? Have you ever seen these? It's it, they're in a tall, thin bag. It's 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 called Dots. It's a white lady with brown hair and glasses. Believe it or not, uh, she's from <laughs> she's from North Dakota. This is her her own recipe that she'd make at home for uh, family, friends, and parties. And she brought that delicious, you know, flavored dust to her pretzels and she's selling them in grocery stores now 
They are so damn delicious. You Once you pop, you can't stop. And I know that's the Pringles slogan, but I think Dots should steal it. And I love them because they're, they're little rods, which reminds me of one of my other favorite snacks, which is uh, the rolled gold butter spindles. And so it's, it's in uh, little rods. They're, they're delicious. They dip well. Um, they, they go great by themselves. I've only had the original flavor, but that's all I need. That's how much I love dots pretzels and they also have some great pretzel factories up there in north dakota they pay people correctly uh and you know probably you know contributing to the seven dollar uh, bag but i'm okay with paying that they are that good so dots pretzels i encourage everyone to go out and get a bag um and honestly i would spend like i would spend three nights okay no sleep a little bit of water while I'm chained to a radiator somewhere like in an unfinished basement of a 3,000 square foot house in rural North Dakota, just waiting for <laughs> Dot to return. And I'm going to let her do whatever she wants to me just as long as I get another bag of, the, of her pretzels, okay? That's how much I love Dot's pretzels, okay? That's They're, nor- they're North Dakota sex dungeon good. Yes, how they good absolutely they are. are. <laughs> you can scream in the winter night there and no one will hear you except for the cows and, you know, they're staying warm, oh, cool. so they're not coming. To they're going to have to hear you because the basement's unfinished, so <laughs> <laughs> the walls have not been treated yet. Sorry. Oh yeah, Dots pretzels—they're incredible. Um, the the flavoring on there—it's—it's it's sort of like there's definitely some probably some garlic powder in there. Definitely some nice salts going on. No pepper because you know uh, pepper is the spiciest spice that, that uh, exists in North Dakota. Um, too spicy. <laughs> for <those mouths. laughs> uh, and uh, probably like a little what else? Probably some onion powder in there or something. Whatever it is. The, the, the flavoring's just right. It's balanced just well enough. Uh, and it is a it is a delicious, delicious treat. Well, I want to know more about Dot. I mean, what, how is Dot still around? Or, or is this like, a, is she like a mascot from like the 20s? Or is, is this an, a newer thing? No, 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 no. Dot's alive. Dot started the company. Dot is that lady on the website holding up uh, holding up the tray there. She's, she's on the bag. She's on the back of the bag. And uh, she's excited to expand her pretzel operations to Nebraska and Arizona to serve all the pretzel thirsty public. It said something like that on the back of her bag. So, so <laughs> we, we we visited the website while you were discussing there, yep. and I could see their money is going to their marketing. Their website's beautiful. Yep. Uh, I, I, there's a dot story here that I cannot wait to watch the video when we get off of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I'm fascinated by dot story. Honestly. Pairing this, Nathan, pairing Dot's pretzel with um, with a really nice, um, smooth um, can of, let's say, Old Speckled Hen you pick up at Mike's Liquor in downtown Ely, Minnesota. Mike's, <laughs> when flowers aren't enough. Uh, you pair those together um, with the with the Manchester United match um, that starts around 11 a.m. So it's not breakfast pretzels. It's like brunch pretzels. That's a... That's a pretty nice little snack right there. So brunch pretzels. Yeah, that's. I think we and you were and you were bashing Brian for coining a term. You just coined brunch pretzels, and it was delightful. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, I, so I was I a was, little mustard uh, dipping would go very long way here. A little mustard, very long way. So, well, I was I was going to give you two points for the uh, the heartwarming story of Dot and her pretzels, and then the uh, the expert. Uh, brunch pretzel with some soccer. I'm going to bump you up to, to three points. Oh, so that's you. it for round four. And then we're going to move over to Brian for his number three. Your wisdom is like obvious and far reaching. <laughs> <laughs> Keep trying, bud. Right, my number three is another very specific brand. I'm going with Hostess for number three, specifically their apple fruit pies. 
a, a kind of a uh, outlier of the of the hostess category. Now, why do I pick these? You ask. What? Shut up! Oh I'm speaking <laughs> now. There used to be a like hostess, not an outlet store, but like a bakery store where it was like it was in countryside Illinois. It was in like a mini a mini mall. You went in there. They just sold hostess products. So you can get shit tons of bread and then a bunch of treats. And it was all like semi discounted or whatever. So you'd go in there because it went straight for the factory. You would get a smorgasbord of hostess everything. We used to get the little cakes, uh, the little cupcakes. You used to get the Twinkies, whatever. But then when I discovered these apple fruit pies, they're kind of little like semi-circle, half-circle shape. And let me describe this texture to you when you bite into one. No matter whether it was refrigerated or in a hot car, when you bite this thing, it's going to be cold. It makes no sense. I don't know what technology is in these things. (laughs) They're cold. There's also a slight like Krispy Kreme kind of glaze on the top that breaks and cracks like ice with each bite. And then there's the crust. You're thinking apple pie. Man, this looks like it's going to be bland and dry, like a typical pie crust. Pie crust is not what you're going for for the pie. You're going for the filling. It's a hostess. Yeah, it's it's going to be dry But this thing, no, no, no. This thing is soft and full of sugar. It's not like you're boring. (laughs) Pie crust. This thing is delicious. And then it is filled with a manufactured apple compote. Oh, that filling, man. Mm. Now, these things, you're supposed to eat probably half a one a decade to stay yeah, healthy. Yeah, I would, I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Because they are soft and full of sugar. When they're 25, <laughs> 25 cents a piece at the hostess store, uh, when you're getting four for a buck, you're loading up on these puppies. So... <laughs> These were so good that I stopped eating them for like a decade. I didn't, I, I, I had to stop. So I didn't go back to them. And then I discovered an off-brand version at Aldi this week. And I picked them up and just the floodgates of childhood came back to my brain. And I was like, oh, no wonder I quit these boys. It was like that little taste of the needle again. <laughs> Oh boy! No wonder I put these away. <laughs> these, these might be more dangerous than heroin. I am. I, I think I, they are. They might I be think they more. Are. There should be more laws against them than heroin. I yeah. oh for sure. I do not like these things. Uh, so Brian, you're in trouble. Mitch, what's your number three? <laughs> I, Brian, tell me why you don't like them. They are. They taste like just goop. There's. I, I I can't I I can't I will I can't go any further. I just I we have to move on to Mitch. I'm sorry. Saying, in, in, in a previous episode, didn't Brian, Brian? Didn't you mention about like not having a good breakfast on your uh, at home, and you like took some of these with you as your breakfast to school or something? Oh, like I that? definitely would have grabbed okay. one of these. As, yeah. Okay. I mean, what's the difference between grabbing a donut on the way to school? It's the same shit. It's not a it's not a good breakfast. It's a breakfast. That's true. That's true. Um, and it's not really even food. It is something. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's a very good point. Uh, <laughs> my my number three. Um, I, I'm I'm also partially conflicted by this, but like oh, but but like the the badness of it makes it feel so much more delicious and delinquent when I'm doing that. Feel I feel naughty, and that makes me want to keep doing it. And that is when I have wonderful brand salted pistachios. And I'm, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm gonna break a little rule here because sometimes you, you gotta blaze your own trail. And so for my number three, I'm automatically pairing this 
with Moosehead Lager. Oh, let's, let's, let's hold for the sirens there. <laughs> they're not real. Oh, the, oh, they're not real? Oh, that's they're in my head. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, wonderful Bram Pistachio salted paired with my one of my favorite lagers. That is Moosehead from St. John, Canada. One of the, the last independent breweries in Canada. You have to have it out of the bottle. It's got to be the green glass for whatever reason. That plays a trick on my brain, and it tastes better to me. I refer to it as the lemon-lime Gatorade of beers, which means I can drink that puppy all day long. I just feel hydrated. Now, (laughs) (laughs) you can eat these. Obviously, you're watching maybe sports all day. You're watching the NBA playoffs. You're watching the Godfather series. You're watching – You know, you're you're binging your favorite Netflix show. Never have I ever. You're binging your – favorite HBO Max show, How To With John Wilson. You're binging your favorite Showtime show, Billions. I don't know what you're doing, but you're watching a lot of tube and you're cracking nuts and you're sucking all the salt off those shells and then you're letting that delicious soft pistachio flesh break between your teeth and you're feeling that protein power your body to continue watching TV. But now the bad side of this, the people who own wonderful pistachios, they are the Resnicks. They are true supervillains. They have essentially stolen water from the state of California and then sell it back to the people at a giant premium. They're terrible people. What? Yes. This is real? This is real. They also own Fiji water, and so they have held the the island of Fiji basically as prisoner. Every time people there ask for living wages as they work at their factories, they say, uh, I don't think so. Actually, we're going to close down the factory and leave the island, uh, destituting your community's whole. And then the people go, oh, oh, stare down, stare down. And then they, they break and then they, you know, then they don't take the, li- they don't get the living wage. So they are absolute horrible monsters. They have funneled tons and tons and tons of dark money into the California political scene, uh, controlling and maintaining terrible, terrible policies for the state. Um, so that is that is the bad side. Oh, they also own um, the Clementine Company's Cuties. So don't buy Cuties either if you can. Um, so, But they make the best pistachios. And I'm sorry, I've had pistachios. I've had the you know generic brand. I've had Trader Joe's uh, pistachios. I've had uh, what's what's the other nut company? Something else. Wonderful pistachios are the best. Planters, planters. There we go. There's one. Yeah. Um, and so I feel. I said that so Midwestern. I'm sorry. Planters, planters. <laughs> there's there's no T in that word. No. <laughs> so, whoops. Planters nuts. Uh, yeah, planters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. So this is. I feel bad eating these, but they are the best pistachios, and they go great with your head. Dear God, I had no idea that Big Pistachio was so corrupt and full of <laughs> yeah. these dark yeah. undertones. Central California is a dark fucking place, my dude. It is a whole <laughs> other world. It is not Hollywood, I'll tell you what. There are no stars oh. there. Uh, well, I, I I love I love the idea of drinking the the Moosehead and watching uh, like on a Sunday watching just every NFL game eating pistachios and drinking moose that's just about perfect but but i miss dot from the pretzels and i don't like these <laughs> these uh these mobsters these criminals so i can only give you two points for okay. this mitch and then brian i i was gonna give you zero because i remember these things and i hated them but you told me you took a 10-year break so you saved one point so you're getting one <laughs> point for that and then and then it's back to you for your number two I forgot to tell you, I, I paired them with Space Jam, but whatever. Number oh, two. too late. My pen has already spoken. <laughs> That's true. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you just got 
up more points than me for like supporting a horrible evil empire. Hail so Satan. I don't hail the residents. <laughs> Pistachios. Sorry, excuse me. Where am I? Number two. I'm, I'm going with cereal. And I'm speaking. I'm the I'm, podcast. I'm, I'm, the, 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 what? The podcast? That's so old. Everyone's heard cereal at this point. No, with a C. Oh. This is <laughs> Reese's Puffs, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, or Golden Grams. All right. Now, it has not been unheard of for me to finish a family-sized box in a sitting. Now, there's one way of doing this and one way only. You need a stainless steel mixing bowl. All right? Oh, no. What movie is that from? Isn't that in a movie? That is from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and I was doing it long before that movie came out. His is actually a little big, all right? I think it's better to have a smaller mixing bowl yeah. that you constantly replenish with dry cereal. Yep. Otherwise, it's going to get too soggy by the time you get to the end of sure. that. You got you to go in batches. Sure. All right, so the awkward thing about enjoying the cereal this way is you have to kind of hold the bowl in your spoon and get the gallon of milk and this family-sized box and kind of struggle your way back to the couch. Mm-hmm. And as you sit there, you fill up the bowl with your cereal as high as it can go. And then you kind of fill up the milk until that cereal starts rising, almost until it gets to the edge, and then you stop. And then you start crunching away here. But what's great about this, you need to pick a serialized show. You need something like a a, a peep show or back episodes of It's Always Sunny or something like that. You need something that's going to be continually feeding into the next episode because, I mean, this bowl is only going to last you about five minutes before you got to redunk and refill and move on. But this box is going to last you probably two, three episodes if you're lucky. So you're sitting there for an hour just going through this whole, I mean, a family sized box of cinnamon toast crunch is like 50 servings. So you're it, in for the long, it was in, made for a family. Yeah. yeah. Well that they put the wrong label on the box. This is their fault. Not mine. They made these things like crack. That's their fault. <laughs> Bringing it back to the drug analogies. <laughs> now, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is great because it makes the milk taste good afterwards. Just like Reese's Puffs, you're going to get chocolate milk afterwards, which is fantastic. I hate milk. This is the only way I get milk in my system to make my bones strong is through cereal. So this is the only way I'm staying healthy is by eating a family-sized box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yes. Yeah, real, I don't think you, you real don't need, you don't need milk anymore as an adult. It's just as a kid when your bones were growing that milk was very I know, but big milk has like solidified itself in my head. It's still there. <laughs> that's that's mil- a myth too. Milk. Called, that's called butter. I don't no. I I don't I don't drink milk. Okay. I don't drink milk and I didn't drink milk as a kid and I still managed to be 6 foot 3. Oh, so that, that is a myth. That makes sense. That so makes don't, sense. You got those soft bird bones. That makes sense. No, okay. yeah. <laughs> you were near farms. You were inhaling bovine hormones in the air and whatever <laughs> dust is coming off the corn. Like, come on. It was just in the air over there. <laughs> For everyone knows city milk is equivalent to rural fresh air and making city people milk. grow. <laughs> city milk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much more to say about this. I just love cereal and I can eat so much of this shit that I, I, I just, I love it because I can keep constantly refilling and it's a never ending thing. Oh. And it could be dinner if you need, which is awesome. That's enough uh, cereal talk. So Mitch, let's have your number two. Yeah. My number two uh, comes from the Dean Foods Corporation. Dean Foods uh, fill up on life. And this is their number one ice cream flavor in my heart. 
but it should be in your mouths as well. And that is Dean's Windy City Minty Fudge Blast. Okay, this is an incredible flavor. Um, and I, I don't care if they achieve this amount of creaminess from algae or carrageenan or water fucking whatever it is that's not real cream. But uh, if it's devilish, I'm okay with that because this cream fucking slaps. Okay, it's soft, delicate fudge ripples also throughout the magnetically green cream and i can eat this bowl after bowl uh the fudge melts in your mouth along with the green cream as melting your mouth at the same time uh it's minty it's fudgy it's wonderful it looks nice in a bowl um it's it, it scoops really easily it's a very smooth scoop uh coming out of the container um i buy it by the uh what is it by the by the pint no quart Whatever is more than a quart. What's 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 two quarts? What's that says? Gallon? Half gallon. Half gallon. Half gallon. <laughs> half gallon. There we go. Ice cream comes in half gallons. Yes. Quick math bonus for adding two quarters to one half. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I, I, I love this stuff. Um, I was on a nice little run where it was like just a little bit of, well, not a little bit, a good amount of Minty City, Windy City Minty Fudge Blast every night for like two, three months straight. Um, but a year ago, uh, this this helped me through quarantine. Um, I will absolutely say that. But I cannot recommend this enough, and uh, it's even better because Dean's love loves putting their stuff on sale. So can often get it for like three bucks for a half gallon. Great price, a lot of cream, a lot of happiness. Why is it named after the Windy City? Where does that come in? I'm assuming you know that it's a flavor they only distribute in the Chicagoland area, but um, because I because they love, found out you live here and that was <laughs> you're keeping it alive. <laughs> I, I I think so, and you know what you know what they say it's it's not just the actual wind; it's about the changing politics as well. And I've heard that Ron Emanuel <laughs> loves this stuff. You eat this, you become like a you know like a like a go get them you know take no shit take no prisoners business guy like Ron. So. Just want to uh, comment on the blatant hypocrisy here. While She's chemicals are okay for Dean's ice cream, but they're bad for Reese's peanut butter cups. Well, because it resulted in incredible flavor, and peanut and the peanut butter cups, in my opinion, does not result in an incredible flavor. Okay, well, your That's opinion is wrong. That's what we're trying to get at here. You have wrong opinions. Do you need to get some Windy City Minty Fudge Blast in your mouth? I would what? like to. I would okay. like to. I specifically buy mint chocolate chip style ice cream just because Jenny won't eat it. It's my ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> well then, sir, you gotta go with Dean's Windy City Minty Fudge Blast. And if I say it 10 times, I get an extra point, right, Nathan? <laughs> no. You don't oh. get extra points for that bull. Actually, maybe he does. No, he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as we were talking uh, about uh, hang on. Mitch, are you still there? Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes. I can hear you. Okay. okay. Also, Sorry. Scotty Pippen's favorite flavor of ice cream is Windy City Minty Fudge Blast. Is there <laughs> scientific data to back that up? I believe I saw it once on his Instagram a couple years back. So, All right, that's 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 good enough for two points. And then Brian, I just I hate cereal. It's the worst. It's pointless. It's it's nothing. It's one point. And so that's going to take us how that's going to take us up to your number one. You have a chance to redeem yourself. Hit me with the number one. No, what? Screw you, host. I hope I lose today <laughs> because of how bad you're making me feel about good gluttonous cereal. All right. Number one. I think Mitch is going to agree with me on this one. I'm going with grilled meats. Portion control does not matter on grilled meats, especially when they are made at home. Now, huh. at a restaurant, I will order a single burger, get my meal and be satisfied. But at a home barbecue, 
I'm eating two burgers, a brat, probably an Italian sausage, a little nibble of ribs, and I'm probably going to wash this all down with about a pound of potato salad. It The portions don't matter when you're at home. Do you grill the potato salad? Because <laughs> you just said meat, and all of a sudden you're adding potato salad on this too. No, no, no. I said that's what I use it to wash down the meats with. Oh, so that's your beverage is potato salad. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Yes. I what, use do you add to, what do you add to the to, to the potato salad to make it drinkable? Oh no! You can just slurp that thing down right out of the the jug. If you if you press the plastic sides enough, it becomes slurpable. <laughs> Mitch, you never had a you never had a a hot or a tall glass of uh, potato salad on a hot summer's day. Or you never had a you never had a potato salad stand out in the front yard to make a little extra change. <laughs> I do have a quick story for this. You guys have been present when I have bought the worst potato salad I have ever purchased. Yes, I got it. I'm like I was going quick through the grocery store, grabbed it, didn't pay attention. You, it was so bad when you looked at the ingredients, it literally said potatoes, onions, mayonnaise. Ugh. There was no seasoning in this thing whatsoever. It was almost inedible. It was horrible. Yeah. And this week I was in charge of going and getting some groceries to bring to my parents' house for dinner. My sister was with me and I go and I grab, the, grab that tub of potato salad right there. She's like, but it's so expensive. I'm like, no, no, no. You do not look down at the other potato salads. You get the one <laughs> that is priced appropriately and has flavoring in it. Yeah. All right. We don't have time to make potato salad today. We are going to spend the extra $2 to get the one that is edible. Yep. Let's go. Yep. Self-checkout now. Also, a secret for, for anyone out there who is going to Portillo's here, Portillo's best dessert is the um, potato salad cake shake. I love it. They put a full slice <laughs> yep. of potato salad cake in there, extra mayo, oh, blended up with whole, half and half. A whole slice of potato salad. <laughs> you know, you, you take that jar or that squishy plastic mm. thing, you put it in the freezer, and then when you take it out, you can slice it with like a giant apple slicer. Yep. <laughs> and then you blend a whole thing of potato salad oh, in with some soft serve. It is good, baby. And you mm. sl- I'm going to use slurp again. You slurp it down. Yep, yep. Nathan, How are my I, I points think looking, Nathan? <laughs> Mitch, what's your number one? <laughs> uh, Nathan's uh, uh, spit guard on his mic is actually a vomit guard today, I think. Uh, so, uh, my number one is uh, also meat, but I'm actually going to talk about meat and uh, not potato salad, even though I, I appreciate you bringing us to potato salad. Um, you brought us to potato salad. I started no, with the meat. you mentioned the potato salad. Don't do this. No, okay. You steered you know it. You steered it. Oh, my. Continue. You know what? You brought us the shitty car, okay? That steered us, whatever. Okay. My number one is a specific place's chicken, and that is Crisp on Broadway here in Lakeview. They're Korean spicy sweet chicken wings. These are incredible because they do not separate the wings. These things come whole. So each big wing, it's actually two if you if you go to normal sports bar. And I love these because – the the skin on the outside is both crispy and kind of leathery a little bit too. There's like some flavor stuck in there. You can see the red pepper flakes on the outside of the chicken. The sauce on there, it gets on your fingers. It's really sticky. It's and the heat builds um, slowly over your meal. It doesn't hit you too hard, so you can still eat like as many fucking chicken wings as you can stuff in your gullet. And I love these puppies because, again, it gets in your fingers. You can lick them off. Uh, it smells great. It's one of the few bar foods that when I'm eating it uh, in a public place, people will walk by and like they'll like take a second look. And then I think, ooh, are you checking out my 
keister and then i'm like oh no you're just looking at my chicken wings but then i hunch over them a little bit because i'm like no i'm not sharing them you know like get away <laughs> um they're that good and uh also pro tip if you get these and crisp is too uh full to sit down in there because it normally is because it's a great uh, little restaurant you bring these up to the mariano's wine bar and Mariano's, another secret tip, always has $2 wine or beer all the time. It's always available so you can get real good and, and, and buzzy for, for real cheap. Uh, and then also at this Mariano's on Broadway, great people watching. There are freaks, wahoos, and uh, how do you do's walking all over the place. So I r- highly recommend. Uh, what does that have to do with the chicken wings? You're talking about something different. <laughs> because instead of watching television, this is a real life. This is this is like going to theater, you know, but you're in it. This is theater in the round. You upset Nathan so much on mine that I couldn't even pair it with anything. So enjoy <laughs> your people watching and do whatever you gotta do. <laughs> You know, your 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 complaining doesn't doesn't sound very becoming of a of, of a winner. I told of you, I already don't care. Oh, okay. I yeah. am all about me today. Okay, well, I, I I understand you're trying to control expectations, and it's smart. It's smart because it, <laughs> you won't be sad when you lose. Well, t- today's episode was foods where portion control doesn't matter, and I have had these wings. So and it's good. true. I could just keep eating them forever and forever and forever. And I challenge you to do a pairing of what to watch. And I've been to the Mariano's and that wine bar. And you're right. There are a lot of how do you do walking around. <laughs> the, what, what did you say? Ring dings and doodackers. And- uh, uh, I like how do you do <laughs> Freaks, wahoos, and then how do you do's. So. Well, <laughs> you, you painted a lovely little portrait of the uh, – of, of the afternoon spent with this. So, so you're going to get a full three points. And, yes. and Brian, Brian, I'm, I'm going to give you two points and not because of the potato salad thing, because I love eating grilled meats and I love overeating at a barbecue, but the portion control does matter. I make myself sick every time. So you're only going to get two. So that brings the final scores up to Brian with 10 points and Mitch with 10 points. That's right, everybody. It's all the excitement of a tie. <laughs> Again, soccer doesn't matter. <laughs> and now all that is left is my Fast Five. And today's Fast Five is dedicated to the memory of Charlie Watts. Now, on a previous episode, we talked about historical time periods we would like to visit. And on my list was Swinging London of the late 60s. A lot of the culture from that has led a lot to... Uh, has meant a lot to me over the years. It uh, has to do with the music of the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, and Monty Python, etc. These things have uh, been a big part of my life, but I never got to experience while the Beatles were active or when Led Zeppelin was active or uh, all those bands. But I got to be a part of the Rolling Stones experience for uh, all of my life so far. And they were my conduit into all the rest of that stuff. So they meant a lot to me. So I was very sad to hear that Charlie Watts passed this week. So my... Uh, Charlie Watts in memory of top five is wild drummer stories. Here we go. Number five. This is a cheat, but I couldn't leave it out. This story was told by Simon Kirk, who was the drummer for Bad Company. So he's at a party at Friar Park, which is a sprawling estate owned by George Harrison. Doorbell rings and there is a delivery guy in like a real fancy delivery man outfit, sort of an old timey thing. And he hands a, a solid gold telegram that's engraved with congratulations on selling your billionth record. George Harrison just sets it aside and says, that'll make a good paperweight and goes back to playing his guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Number four is John Bonham's Bananas. 
John Bonham was a nutcase, and it's hard to pick one story to include from him on this list, but how about this one? The only time Led Zeppelin cut a concert short was in 1980 when Bonham could only make it through three songs. The official report from the band, Bonham was sick after eating 27 bananas. (laughs) Is that what really happened? If you believe that, I've got some wooden drumsticks to sell you. Oh, wait, drumsticks are made of wood. That joke doesn't work. Anyways, number three, (laughs) Ginger Baker. Ginger Baker was a nutcase, and if you want to see his insanity on full display, watch the truly bizarre and wildly entertaining documentary, Beware of Mr. Baker. Baker was notoriously hard to get along with, and none of his bands lasted more than a couple of years due to his conflicts with band members. Bassist Jack Bruce was a particularly favorite target of Baker's outbursts, but for some reason they managed to be in three bands together. The highlight of their time together is no doubt when tensions were so high that Baker actually pulled a knife on Jack Bruce on stage. They did, of course, work together again. Number two, (laughs) Moon the Loon's Trousers. Keith Moon is a nutcase. We could do a whole episode with two top five lists of Keith Moon's debauchery, but I'm going to choose this cute little story. Moon would enlist a friend to go into London clothing stores, and the two would try on one pair of pants at the same time, each stuffing themselves into one pant leg. Uh, then the stale staff would would gather around them trying to tell them to stop. But uh, Moon was a force of nature. He was going to keep going. And so they would, the two of them just piling into a size 32 pair of jeans and eventually it would split in two. But Moon had planted his chauffeur who would just be around the corner and he would waltz in right at the key moment and ask if they sold single pairs of, uh, single legged pairs of pants. And then he would pay full price and walk out with them. So no harm done. That's the only the only Keith Moon story I found where the last part is no harm done. Uh, And number one is, of course, reserved for Charlie Watts. One night on tour, Mick Jagger goes out to the bars and he has a long night. He comes back at about three in the morning, comes into the hotel. He's holding court. He's got all kinds of fans and hangers on uh, around him. He goes to the hotel desk He makes them give them the phone and he repeatedly calls up to Charlie Watts' room where Charlie is sleeping. Finally, Charlie answers. Mick says, where's my drummer? (laughs) Was that a passable Mick impression? (laughs) We'll let it slide. Where's my drummer? (laughs) Charlie hangs up the phone. He gets up. He shaves. He gets dressed. He puts on a suit. He shines his shoes. He combs his hair. Takes the elevator down to the lobby. Marches straight across. The crowd parts like the Red Sea and Charlie punches Mick Jagger straight in the face and says, never call me your drummer. You're my fucking singer. And that (laughs) is this week's episode of Uber Cinco. Joining us was from UBK Towers out in Berwyn. Brian Ernst. And from the Southport Corridor here in Chicago. Mitch Brinkman. And... As uh, biz- oh, and I've been Nathan Henenfent. Don't forget that, <laughs> <laughs> which apparently I just did. Uh, as as Bisbear always says, keep on rocking in the free world. Alvida Zane and adios. You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash ubkstudios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. (laughs) 